success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey, ladies, thank you so much for being here today and uh, joining us. And we have back in our studio, the amazing Michelle Cunningham. And Michelle was with us on episode two. So I want to invite you to go back to episode two and download that one and listen to that one first, because you'll get to hear all about Michelle and uh, what she's doing right now and a little bit more of her intro. But welcome back, Michelle. Thank you. It's such an honor to be here again. Oh, I am so thrilled to have you here and to be able to have you share with our audience. And I just wanted to uh, let the listeners know that when Michelle was here the last time on episode two, she talked about YouTube and she talked about how she use YouTube to grow a massive audience in her direct sales business. And I, we need to hear more. I just, I listened to that <laughs> and that's like, that's not enough. I need some more of Michelle. So we're bringing her back to you today and she's going to share. So Michelle, could you share with us some of your secrets to uh, video and editing and just some tips and tricks on what you did and how you've been so successful. Yeah, absolutely. I love to talk about this stuff. So such an honor. And, and again, it's such an honor to be here. So I appreciate you having me on. So I, you know, just to give the background, six years ago, I decided while working my network marketing business that I would start a YouTube channel, sort of out of boredom, sort of out of, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. I like to try different things. And I decided to make a YouTube video. And so I started a channel, you know, and ironically, the first channel I started was all about how to organize and I don't really like organizing. <laughs> like, And I started the channel. It's still out there today. You can find this like broken YouTube <laughs> channel that I had. It has like 900 followers, which is shocking. Um, but I gave really stupid ideas on how to organize. And then I realized it didn't fill my cup. It didn't make my heart feel full. It made me feel like, uh, right. And I realized that when we make a YouTube channel, it is so important. And this is like one of the really important tips to write down is to make sure that you write or create a YouTube channel around your passion. And so when I took a step back and I looked at my YouTube channel and I was getting followers, I was like, I don't really like organizing. Like I really don't. I really like to talk about success. I like to talk about direct sales. And so my tip number one is, is, is find your niche, find your, find your passion. And, and that is so what I teach my students is like, let's narrow down and find your niche. What are you going to be training on? And so I found my passion was training on, on direct sales tips. And when you talk about your passion, it is really easy. Like it's so easy for me to tell you how to host a home party and generate leads. And what is so crazy is the first video I ever posted, I posted this video about how I book parties without booking parties. That was the name of the video. 
Uh, and today it has like 120,000 views. And I remember going to bed that night after I filmed that video and I woke up in the morning and there was all these comments in my inbox. They like come to your email and it was like, oh my gosh, this video just changed my life. Oh my gosh, this is the best idea ever. Oh wow, I really wish I knew this when I started, I've been struggling. And all these people were saying like how much it was so helpful to them. And for me, that's like all I needed to have a YouTube channel. Like the idea that I was sleeping and helping people was like why I did it. And I would say that's number two on my list is do this to serve others. Don't do it to think it'll turn into a business because it may or may not. I didn't have an intention to have it be anything other than I was just being helpful. That's it. That's all I wanted to do. And I did that for several years. Just, I just wanted to be helpful. And, and the backstory of this is so exciting because it turns into so much more, but initially it was just to serve other people. So that's number two, serve others. Number three on my list here is, so I start making these videos and what starts to happen is people start to see me as an authority. Now I'm just a stay at home mom. Well, work at home mom, but uh, stay at home mom with a messy house and kids spilling things. And, um, and, and the videos were me giving advice. And then at the end it was my kids doing something every day. There was something going, they're always, you know, kids, right? Like diapers in the toilet or like, you know, robot eating, dirt, you know, just the stuff that kids do. And I put that at the end of my videos. And so my number three on my list here is relatability, right? So people were like, I don't even watch your video. I just watch the end because I want to see what disaster is going on in your house. And it is just, I don't always have it together. I don't know that any woman does. Some act like they do, but I don't, um, right? And I think that most women just like to feel like, oh, good. She's kind of got a mess going on in her house too. Um, whenever you involve kids or some sort of mess, which they're a blessing and I love, but you know, it's just funny. So, uh, so relatability is number three on my list here is, is, is make sure that what you're putting out is relatable slash entertainment, right? People like to, to be uh, informed in a YouTube video and they like entertainment. So that is my number three. Now, number four, this is awesome, but Google owns YouTube, okay? And Google is the number one search engine in the world. And so people go to Google and they say, how to generate leads for network marketing? How to, right? And so here's the deal. If you title your videos correctly, right? They're going to see your videos, right? So they, if you go to Google and you search uh, Michelle Cunningham, um, well, Michelle Cunningham Network Marketing pops up all my videos, right? It just organically happened. I'm not a, a wizard in SEO or any of that stuff. But if you put your title correct, then over to YouTube, your stuff is going to pop up. You're going to solve their issues. And so just remember number four is that you want to answer someone's question, like the issue is. And so you can go to Google and you can type in how to generate leads and it'll, it'll finish it for you. So that tells you what people are searching for. So then you know, oh, well, this is really what I should title my video. So number four is um, you provide, a, provide a solution to their issue and they're not gonna go search for lead generating secrets, but they might look for how to generate more leads, right? And so just being strategic in how you're titling your videos. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that for five years. Like <laughs> I just put out videos, right? Yeah. But now I, right, I'm a rookie. I'm just, hey, just mom, just putting out videos. But I look back now on my most viewed videos when I sort and my most viewed videos are these two topics. And the more courses I've taken on YouTube is this how to videos because they're the most searched. So how to blank without blanking, how to generate leads without leaving your home, how to hold a Facebook live party without leaving your house, right? Those are searched, right? And the other ones are, are listicles. So like uh, my top five tips 
on how to generate leads while being at home. My top five tips on how to host a successful home party. My top five, whatever. So people like, they like that. Like I'm giving you a list right now. They're like, okay, I got a one. I can write it down. Okay, I got two, right? That it causes people stress when there's not a list. And so all of my most viewed videos and Facebook lives are, are a list. And, and I would recommend that it's so easy because right before you go live or you do your video, just write down your top eight things you're going to say and then just list them off as you go. So, um, so that is uh, my number five is, is the how-to and the listicle secret, right? So that's uh, really important too. Now, what ends up happening, and then I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you five more tips on how to create great videos. What ends up happening is from this YouTube channel, accidentally people started to find me online and wanna join my direct sales team. I did not mean for that to happen. I just wanted to help people. I thought it was a scam when the first girl reached out and said, hey, I like you, I wanna join your team. And I was like, that's a scam. But when I talked to her, I realized she was amazing. She was just like me. She was a little quirky. She talked a little fast. We were so much alike. We like ate the same foods because she liked me and had followed me for all these years. And she was, was connected to me. And so the beautiful thing about YouTube or about video in general is that video attracts your target audience to you. It attracts people who like you and it detracts the people that think you're annoying, right? So I can pretty much assume that if someone's a subscriber, they might be a little like me, like a little jumpy and a little weird and make funny voices and let their kids be messy or they find entertainment in it, right? So I had a girl reach out and she wanted to join my team. A few weeks later, it happened again. A few weeks later, it happened again. Now this didn't happen in the first year, but it happened in year two, it happened in year three and then it, it snowballed, it started to really happen. So it started to happen where I would get five new people join my team a month from this back end stuff. Now, all the while I was out hosting home parties, I was doing, you know, the daily grind, but also had this back end stuff working for me. So my journey in network marketing was simpler than someone who didn't have video because video was out there doing the selling for me and making these connections. So it's kind of amazing. I love it. I love it. And you know, I like, I'm listening to you and I'm just thinking like, as you, you know, talked about yourself being introverted and that kind of thing is that this vehicle of this YouTube video connected you with people all over the world that you would have never met where you are right now. Right. So, so true. that, that yeah. place where you live and even in your direct sales business and, and that you still would have never been able to connect with that many people in that many places in such a short time. Yep. Absolutely. That's a hundred percent true. It's amazing. I love it. And yeah. I'm one of those, by the way, who, who YouTube Googled, you know, uh, <laughs> Michelle Cunningham videos and they pop up. Everyone was talking about you. I loved it's it. So fun. That's yeah. so cool. So fun to follow you. In fact, I would get to a point where I'd be like, what is she doing today? You know, what funny <laughs> thing is she going to share? Um, and I especially love the twist that you put on there with the kids and, yeah. uh, and then even to watch your kids now, um, doing their own thing, which I love, you know, I just love that. That's They're just, so funny. They're like, mama, we're YouTubers. I think they have 45 subscribers on their channel. And every time kids come over, they want to film videos. <laughs> so I bust out the camera and we make a quick video. So but, but it's amazing, right? Because you think about like when you were a child, there wasn't even such a thing, right? And now yeah. look at, now your little kids are doing this. And I just think that that's amazing. Yeah, they uh, love it. All right. Well, you said you had five more tips for a video. So yeah. So here's, here's my tips. And, and I will share that because I made these videos, I had one girl bring over 700 people to my downline. Okay. She was a rock star, found me online. 
brought over 700 people to my downline. I can't even tell you how much money that made me so much. Right. Uh, which was crazy. She's one of my best friends today. Had another girl bring over 200 people to my downline that all found me online from other States. And so, you know, it, it, it's crazy because the topics that I was training on were attracting my target market. And so that is my number six on my list here is you, your topic will attract your target market. So you want to be a little bit strategic. I had zero strategy in doing this, right? <laughs> it was an accident. I really just wanted to help people. Um, but in helping people think about who you're helping, who will that attract to you? Right. And from there, I then was able to turn this into I actually left the industry. I've been involved in direct sales for 17 years. I left the industry this fall because I had built such a following and I had so many people asking for training advice that I decided to launch courses and help other people and help at an international level. And it is so like, I just felt this calling that that was the next level that I was meant to do. And it, it all stems from the fact that I learned to create and edit amazing videos. And I accidentally created a following that accidentally gave me great success in network marketing that accidentally gave me this insane business. And so I just want you to know that as you are learning to edit and create videos, it can blow up for you into something you never intended. This was not my intention. I was not planning on making money. I just wanted to help people. And I liked getting comments that said, thank you. <laughs> right. So uh, I can turn into so much more. So number six is, uh, is remember who you, you want to attract with your videos. Number seven is there are a few things that you need to create great videos. So good lighting is really important. My first videos, I did not know about good lighting, but I knew that if I sat in front of a window, like I sat with the window hitting my face, it made good light. That's all I knew. And so my view videos, I have had so many views. I don't, I'm just sitting in front of a window with my computer recording me. That's it. The phones weren't even that good back then for video. Phones nowadays are amazing. You can film everything from your phone. Um, so that's my number seven is, is make sure you have good lighting. Free lighting is your window. Um, a little pricier lighting that's still free is a lamp in your house. Just shine a lamp on your house in your face. And then if you want to invest a little bit of money, find a ring light. Ring lights, I don't, I didn't know anything about them six years ago. I don't even know that it was a thing that it is, but maybe I wasn't paying attention. So ring light, super awesome. And maybe some background lights that light up your background. So they're not hitting your face, but they're hitting your background. So that's my number seven. Number eight, to make great videos, you need good audio. There is nothing worse than someone filming a video and they're about 10 feet from their camera. <laughs> you ever seen one of these videos? I have. <laughs> You're like, I can't watch that. It's like this bubbly, obnoxious noise. And so you can buy for like $15. There's a great, I think it's the uh, D-Wise is the brand. D-W-I-S-E, Diaz and Daniel. Um, and it's literally, it's got a 72 inch cord and you can plug it into your phone or your computer and walk away and you still have relatively good audio. Or you can decide, you know what, I want to invest in a Rode microphone. R-O-D-E makes a great microphone. Or I am right now using my Blue Yeti microphone that's plugged into my computer, which gives you this really crystal clear audio. You can even put a pop filter in front of it for probably 12 bucks that takes away the popping noise. Um, and so good audio is really important. And so that's my number eight on my list here. Number nine is good video quality. So 1080 is what I like to upload in. They do make 4K video. I just find that 4K makes such a massive file. It's really difficult to operate in. And so for me, I kind of hang around 1080. If you upload in 720, it's not that good. 
uh, right? Anything like, like even Facebook lives to try to put them over to YouTube. It's just not, it's not okay. I don't think, I think Facebook live, you expect a certain level, but on YouTube, you expect it, it's gotten very competitive in YouTube where people are like stepping up their game and it's a little more high quality. So 1080 is at a minimum what you want to be uploading um, and filming at. And, and, you know, I initially filmed on my computer, then I switched over to my camera as cameras got better. My phone, my phone camera, uh, makes a great, makes a great picture. Just make sure you plug in a microphone. And then I decided to invest in a camera. I use the Canon. Let me see what this is called. It's the EOS M. I think it's the M 50. It's a $600 camera. And, um, one of the freebies that we're sharing gives you links to all of my lighting, all of my equipment, all of the things that I'm talking about. So if you're like, I need, I need that camera. I need the light she uses, uh, all the backdrops I use. That's one of the freebies we're giving away with this. So you can grab all of that information, but that Canon camera is amazing for $600. The back of it flips out. I can see myself and I can keep myself in focus the whole time versus my old camera, the DSLR. I couldn't see myself. So I would go out of focus and not know it and film a whole video out of focus. <laughs> Yikes. So that, yeah, that's like the most annoying thing ever when you're done, you're like, Oh my gosh, that was a 20 minute video and it was so awesome. And I can't use it. <laughs> right. And that's part of being a video creator. You'll just like, you're like, why did my microphone not work? <laughs> and then my last thing is number 10 is to make sure you have good content. People are short on time. So you want to respect their time and give them good content and not repeat it a million times. Just boom, here it is. So I'll keep that one short. <laughs> I, that's right. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that was so awesome. I love, love, love everything that you shared. Everything. Yes. And so you have shared uh, so many things that have brought you to the success that you have today. And, uh, you know, I think as women, we tend to look at other successful women and then we start telling ourselves the story, right? But I'm not like her. Well, I can't do this and it's harder for me and I don't have support. I, we have it all, right? All the things. And so really the mission and the movement in this podcast is to take successful women like yourself and share your great knowledge, but also let people into a little bit of the struggle that it took to get to the success. We, we see success. We never see the struggle. And as successful women, we know that we don't want to focus on the struggle too much because that's not what brings us success, right? So when we focus on struggle, we get more struggle. But I do think there's a part of this that is important to give other women hope to yeah. let them see themselves in their struggle and know that some of the most successful people in the world have struggled too and how they got out of that. How did they make it over the obstacle through the situation and get to the other side and then, and still rise above it all. So we're going to talk real quick about the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I always like the good first. So <laughs> let's talk about the good. So do you want to share one story that you could think of that's just the good? The good is, is this year. You know, I just believe that God said to me, Michelle, back in February, he's like, Michelle, you were called to a new level and I want you to listen. And I started to like back away a little bit from my network marketing. Cause I'm like, yeah, maybe I am. And I started to create online courses and I started to hire a marketing team and do things that were scary, a little out of my comfort zone. But because I took that step and had some failures and some wins and along the way, but knew I was kind of onto something, you know, income was coming in in like a way that it hadn't been before knew I was onto something and I decided to follow my heart and go with it. 
and to leave a consistent six-figure income in network marketing that was very safe and very easy, ah, some would say that's a little scary, but I did it and my income grew exponentially because of that. And, and so I, I went out on a limb and I believe that I listened. And one of the best bits of advice that someone gave me when I was going through the struggle of, do I leave, do I stay, what do I do? She said, sometimes we ask God to give us clarity so that we can make a decision. But our God calls us, Michelle, to be obedient and then he will give us clarity. And it was such this like, I got these goosebumps and I'm like, she's so right. Like I need to be obedient and then I will get the peace and I will get the clarity that I'm looking for. And so after I left, this peace came over me where I was like, yes, this is my new level. I'm owning my own company and I'm doing this thing. And we have had such insane growth that I am so excited to teach other people how to do that. And I'm launching courses showing people how to do what I've done because I'm just a regular chick, didn't really know what I was doing, but stumbled my way through it. I love that. I love that what you said about uh, just being obedient is what gave you the clarity. I think that's where women get stuck. They're too afraid to make the step. So they're waiting for the clarity and the clarity never comes unless they take the step. So it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Yeah, absolutely. That. Oh, that was so good. Okay. Okay. Now we have to talk about the bad. So can you think of something? That yeah. You to oh, encourage sure. I mean, you know, I think that in growing any sort of business in direct sales or in growing my own business or for any of us, I basically know in my head that something will break every day, <laughs> like, <laughs> right? And so I just have the correct expectation. So like, oh, good. Okay. That's broken. Great. Awesome. Okay. We're going to fix that. And so, I mean, it just happens nonstop that things are breaking. And so I just know, okay, something will break. Like today, my garbage disposal broke. It's not business related, but why does that thing break all the time? It's just not working. It's a new era this time, but things are breaking. The household things are breaking. Business systems are breaking. Payroll is breaking. It's just stuff, right? And my business has grown where I now have all these moving parts. Um, and that, and, and I just, I know that it might break and it's okay, right? It is, so what? This is a fun challenge. I look at it as when these things break, to me, it's fun. It's like, yay, something's broken. I mean, it's annoying, right? But it makes for a good story when you get through it. Like, oh yeah, that was such a nightmare, right? Um, we launched a course this year and it, it got so many people bought it all at once that like it became a customer service nightmare. And we were like, okay, next time we'll be a little more prepared, right? These are growing pains, great problems, but um, you know, people are having login issues. And so, um, you know, so just stuff breaks and, and it's okay. We get through it, but it doesn't make me ever stop. It doesn't make me ever say, I'm not meant to do this. I don't ever look at it as that. I look at it as part of the hustle. It's part of the challenge. It's part of the game that, that you will always face obstacles, especially as an entrepreneur, because when you work for someone else, the obstacles and the issues are handled by the upper management. But when you work for yourself, you handle it all. And so I welcome that because I welcome the fact that I don't have a boss and I have 100% freedom and I live my life on my own terms. And with that is gonna come a whole lot more adversity and I welcome that for the freedom that I have. I love it. What a, what a great attitude. And especially after you had shared, like you videoed that whole 20 minute video and realized yeah, the camera <laughs> wasn't right. And you're like, oh, well, like that just is a great example of like things breaking and not working. Okay. Yep. Now we have to talk about the ugly. So do you want to share uh, one of those ugly things that could have really stopped you and kept you from this dream, this life, this success? Yeah, for sure. I would say that it was probably this year in February, I'd hired a new Facebook ad manager and I 
have never hired a Facebook ad manager. And we were talking about a pretty big investment, like my whole paycheck for that month to hire this guy. And he was running, it was running smoothly, but it was also causing issues um, where ads were hitting the wrong people. And it was just this whole like nightmare. And yet he kept the ads running. Like we ended up like canceling, but the ads kept running for a few extra weeks, like at like a thousand dollars a day. Not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to the point I was like 15, I think I was double maxed out on both credit cards, right? You're like, what? Yeah, I was like, it was like 20 grand. It, and it, was, it just happened like, whoa, really, really fast, right? And I think the average person would have said, you're not called to be a course creator. You are now 20 grand in debt. You better quit and just keep, keep doing what you're doing. But I knew that I was meant to do this. And I said, no, it's fine. We're gonna get rid of him. <laughs> and we're gonna find someone new. And we're gonna fix this. And so it took a few months of like, I'm a little broke right now. We're a little broke, right? Took a few months of cleaning that up, hired a new team, launched some courses, and everything got corrected. But it was a period of like, <laughs> you know, I was so proud of like, oh, I live debt free. And I was like, no, right now I'm not, I'm not debt free. We are having a moment. Um, but <laughs> we pulled through and I remember talking to one of my friends about it. And she's like, do you know that the average person would not have done what you did? They would have not continued the course. And I did not, I don't know that I really thought like that. I was like, oh yeah, no, the course was always going to happen. I knew I had this hiccup. I had the bad Facebook ad manager. Things got messed up. Money got spent irresponsibly. I knew that that was going to happen. Um, but we, we got through it. And, and it was because I kept my mindset like, we're not going to focus on that we're in debt right now. We're going to focus on how we're going to fix this. We are going to fix this and we're going to get through on the other side. That's awesome. That is awesome. And you're right. So many people would have, uh, they totally would have just given up right then and tried to figure out another way that they could come up with the money to pay it off and get back to zero again. Right. And so, oh my gosh. And I'm sure that was ugly. That was, it was really yeah, ugly. it was, it was more so ugly internally. You know, I don't even think I really told my husband cause I didn't want him to be like, just quit. I didn't, I didn't really tell anyone. I was like, <laughs> uh, we got to get through this. And so I just was like, just hustle, just focus on what you're going to the focus on the people focus on where your mission is. And we got through it and we got through the other side, but it was internally stressful that I had to like, let it go and just be like, let's focus on where we're going. And, uh, and we got through and it's been amazing ever since, but, but you know, that, that stuff happens, especially as a course creator, you can have, and, and running Facebook ads, it can get a little, little crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so glad you didn't give up and, yes. and go back to the old ways. And I'm just so grateful to have this time with you today. So before we wrap this up, I just want to ask you, do you have any last uh, words of wisdom you want to give to these ladies that are fighting the good fight and climbing that ladder and working their way to the success? Yeah. I think my biggest thing is that successful women feel the fear and do it anyway. You know, it just doesn't matter who you are. Like, just like you, I'm an introvert. I can be shy. I can not want to step out of my comfort zone, but I do things that scare me every day that are uncomfortable because I want to grow as a person. And so I would just share that, that if you're feeling discomfort, it's because you're growing and that's a great thing. So challenge yourself to have those. I, I do it every day. And some days I'm like, no, I don't think I can do that, but I'm doing it anyway because successful women feel the fear and do it anyway. I love it. I love it. And I just want to tell our listeners, I don't know where you are today, where you're listening and what's going on in your world, but get back up, girl. Just get back up. Thank you so much, Michelle, for being with us today. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. 
Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.